0: Welcome to the Business Abundance Podcast, providing the tools and knowledge to help small business owners succeed. For additional resources, visit www.businessabundance.online.
1: Welcome back to the Business Abundance Podcast. Today we have Jake and Rowan and we're going to be chatting about the 9-5 Workday and why it's maybe not as relevant as it used to be. Jake, do you want to just give yourself a bit of an introduction and tell everyone what you do here at Business Abundance?
0: Yeah. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Sahara, Ron. Uh So my name's Jake. I'm the senior marketing uh, manager here at Business Abundance, so here yeah, that's a bit of a two-fold role, uh, making sure that our clients are taken care of, that we're accelerating all their marketing and helping them achieve their targets, but as well as also promoting business abundance and what we do uh, and clearly articulating our, our value proposition uh, and what we exactly we offer. So I've been with Business Abundance a few months now, uh, but I've been in marketing as a whole for around, around the 10 to 15 year mark, somewhere in between there. Um, been in a number of roles, and I think as it relates more importantly to this discussion, uh, I've been working pretty much with international teams, uh, flexi working for about the past six years. Uh, so yeah, it should be an interesting discussion.
1: So today we're talking about the nine till five workday and why it might not necessarily be as relevant as it has been in the in the past. Now we've had COVID, which has obviously pushed everyone into remote work, working from home, those sort of things. But now that COVID is sort of over and people are heading back into the office, Uh, The 9 till 5 Monday to Friday in the office isn't as popular as it once was. Can we, I guess, talk about maybe why people are so stuck in the 9 till 5 Monday to Friday traditional, let's just call it the traditional working setting
0: yeah uh, it's i mean business have their different reasons i think technology companies traditionally are the ones who have sort of spearhead spearheaded this movement around remote work flexi work um you know working uh having a team operating around the clock and that's come from the expansion of international teams as well Uh, so i was one of the i was in remote work before uh say the COVID came out before there was just this, uh, you know, this big rush and surge of companies coming through and having to do remote for survival more than anything. Uh, But in terms of being stuck in the nine to five, I think it's just about the most important thing, first and foremost, is being on when your customers are on, being able to service their needs. I think I think the world's changed in general, Uh, you know, thinking back 20 years where it was very much nine to five, that's when you conducted a lot of your business. Uh, at more of a local, national level, whereas now, since online shopping has completely emerged and you can reach your customers from anywhere in the world, uh, obviously, it depends what industry that you're in, uh, but that's created a need to be uh, create a business that can support that demand 24 hours a day. And so you, there's only so much that you can do uh, within your own country. Uh, I guess you could hire a support team, as an example, to be operating 24-7, uh, but as part of this online world, it's helped shape the way we think in terms of we don't need to hire nationally as well, we can hire internationally. Um, and so that's created a more global world, which we know that we're now part of. Uh, there's the old saying, if you're not going global, you're getting left behind in many sense. So it applies more to some businesses than others. I mean, if you're a local business, uh, uh, working you know, nine to five can still be relevant. Uh, But even then, you've got to really understand the need of your customer. If your customer's busy nine to five, how are you going to meet their needs? You know, more when they get home from work, when they're sitting at home on a device after dinner uh, and just being able to service that need. I think it's important to be able to try and reply quickly, promptly uh, at a time that suits them. And customers have become far more demanding than what they ever have been in the past as well. So that's created this. Uh, need to be more present and in a competitive environment with business, uh, it, it really is the ones who've got the best service structures in place to be able to meet those uh, needs, those demands who are doing better than others. So mm. to go back to your question, it's the world's just changed. It continues to change. I think it, the biggest shift is being the expectations of customers. Uh, I think sometimes you see places that, unless if it's like a post shop or something like that, when you go down and you see that you can't contact the business after five, you're a bit shocked really. We're so used to just being able to get the answers we need instantly. So yeah, it's been the, it's been the progression of technology and the online shopping. I think that's really changed everything.
2: The, like the post, the post office, you know, they shut at three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and then you know who can actually go there if they're working their nine to five job um but jake was talking a bit about the customer side but then you've got sort of the the workforce side too you've got um you know in the past the weekend was off um you know sundays in a lot of places no business would open on a sunday full stop Um, sunday was off for everyone and if you go back 25 30 years um, when i was a little baby Um, But for my knowledge, uh, you know, sport and community activity was much higher because people had the time off in the evenings and they had the time off on the weekends um, and not much else to do um, as far as they weren't connected to a phone all the time, so they got a little bit bored. Um, And they had the ability to do that, whereas now the nine to five for a lot of people doesn't exist. There's shift work, there's overnight work, um, there's working the weekends to keep in touch with the consumers, like Jake said, you know. and then people have all these hours all over the place. And then it's going, okay, we've we've got a family and we've got we've got hobbies that we want to do. How do we still do those whilst having a job and making an income? And that's probably where the world's definitely changing really quickly is that you know, people want to go watch their kids, um, you know, athletics carnival or whatever that is. And if they're working nine to five, they can't really get away because they're paid to sit there at a desk or they're paid to be on the tools. Um, so it's definitely, an area that's changing and, and of quite interest, quite a big interest for us.
1: So you're in New Zealand, Jake, and the rest of us are currently in Australia. Can you tell us what that's like for you?
2: Much better situation.
0: Yeah, lonely. No, I'm kidding. Uh, It's not so grim here in the future. But uh, as I say, uh, I've been doing it for a number of years now, um, and it takes a bit of adjustment in the early stages to get up to speed with the right tools and understand that it's not... uh, you don't walk into an office every day, say hello to people from the get go. Uh, you know, you, you're constantly communicating face to face with people. It's a, it's a bit of a shift and an adjustment to get used to that. But it is funny, and there has been studies done around it around what is more productive: working remote, working in an office, and some of the result. Well, results vary. I'd say across the board, it it doesn't change so much uh, in terms of the production of the business, um, but. It's all about being set up in the right way, and having being process driven, and having the right leadership and the team to motivate staff and to make sure that you are connecting with your uh, your colleagues regularly. Uh, you know how to connect with customers remotely, but oh, geez, this the, I'd say a huge shift in terms of technology is around. Uh, you know, the just the collaboration tools for workplaces to cater for situations like this. You think of Slack for just staying in touch with your colleagues and team across the board. You think of your Trellos, JIRA, Monday.coms, which is, uh, you know, organizing your tasks and working through Kanban boards together uh, and video calling like we're doing now. Just being able to do that has just become the norm for so mm-hmm. many places. And it's it helps new businesses as well. Uh, you know, if you if you want to hire across the country, you're not restricted to your local area. If you want to save on overhead, such as um, rent, uh, having to have an office, which is a huge expense, you're able to just work from your living room, your bedroom, co-office workspaces. So for myself personally, um, I've gotten used to it. Uh, you know, I'd still love to come to the office and. Not that we necessarily have an office, but uh, you know, I'd still love to be able to meet people face to face. But we do things. We do things as part of business abundance. We have our weekly kahoots, uh, We just have general catch ups because you don't want to lose that human aspect behind it. Um, but yeah, it does. I can see how it seems a bit foreign to many people if you're not used to it and a bit of an adjustment and having to get all that in place. But it's just getting used to it, having every, getting the right tools for communication, for project management, for conferencing calls, whatever it might be. Uh, and the rest, it just falls into place and becomes the norm eventually.
1: Yeah. You raised a good point about productivity. Um, there might be some owners that say, well, if I put my, I leave my employees at home or allow them to work from home. They're going to be really distracted by everything at home. They're going to have their games close by the beds next door, like kitchens close, like how can I trust that, um, a work alternative to the office is actually that productive? Ron, do you have any answers for that?
2: Um, I was actually just laughing to myself because in the background, I just mute, muted my microphone um, because the one-year-old's come down the hall and started smashing on the door going, nah, nah, nah. Um, which, you know, definitely would have been heard for a moment through the microphone. And then, uh, you know, he's lost interest and he's head back down. There's a lock on the door. It's all fine. Um, but, yeah, making sure people are doing things. Um, Jake Minch has been process-driven, um, you know, we have a lot of people that work remotely for us, and I know of a lot more people that work remotely It's something you do have to learn and, and learn how to do, which is unique to each individual as far as what sort of contact you need and um, what makes you feel good and what makes you feel bad and whether you want to be in the loop or you don't. Um, but it's about going what's the result we want, what's the outcome that we want for our customers um, or for our business and making sure that that's happening. So. If you're thinking about, oh, are they working at this minute right now, that's probably not going to be the right question. The right question would be, have they done everything they needed to do today um, to you know, make sure everything's ticking away, we're all happy. Um, so, yeah, it's just having the, the, the systems and procedures in place to make sure that you know that that's happening or the support network and the management to, and training to, to sort of help people do that. Um, and then from a, from there on, it's really on the person. Some people can do it, some people can't. Um, i think one of the biggest the biggest factors that um, will make someone unsuccessful um, just can be mental health um, if you if you don't have people around you outside of work um, or you don't have a you know hobbies social life etc um, and then you go to a workplace in in your bedroom and the you can't see outside and you just churn work away all day and then you sort of you're done and you got no one to talk to and you didn't really talk to anyone all day, it gets pretty lonely pretty quick. Um, and as humans, we're not really designed for that. So um, it's, yeah, like Jake said, it's a matter of making sure that you, you get in touch with people and there's, there's processes in place that, you know, there's still a team environment. Yeah, so yeah, just
1: absolutely. as much as it's the employee's responsibility to get some work done, it's also the management responsibility to facilitate um, the support. Is
2: that what you're saying? Yeah, um, yeah. It's sort of like anything; it's a bit of teamwork. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Jake, did you have to something that. to like, add? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, very often there's the there's the right way of doing things, and there's the wrong way. Well, maybe it's not that black and white, but it's <laughs> there's there's ways that suit uh, both parties a lot better than others. Uh, if I'm going to talk about some. Funny experiences I've had in remote work. Um, you know, I've worked for a team that was strictly cameras off, and I'm meaning you. I worked for a company for it was only about four months, but I never saw anyone's face. Not even the so boss. Good. Not even the manager. Um, and that company that did that uh, liked to film your laptop, uh, basically take photos every ten seconds of what you're doing across all monitors which could feed back and that they'll be able to just keep track of what you're doing. Uh, So I'd say that's a good example of the way not to do it as, as a way of, it's more like big brother watching you. I think we talked about that uh, in in our team meeting today about having big brother watching you. No one wants to have that feeling, Uh, but there's more of a, there is a trust element to it. uh, And it is about, staying transparent as transparency i think it's very important uh, making sure that you can see tasks across the team that you can see communication how it's gone back and forth across the team uh so there are ways to do it but i think yeah if you're lacking trust within your team maybe you shouldn't be going remote
2: yeah um, there are cases where you know remote is good and you don't necessarily need the trust but it's 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 a cog in the machine approach, not really a team building kind of thing. Like, if there's an XYZ job you just need done, it's grunt work. It's hard to find people to do it. It's hard to keep people in that role. Um, you can do it offshore a million times cheaper, and no one locally wants to do it. Then, yeah, you know, that's where a screen recording and that sort of stuff does make a little bit of sense. Um, to one, make sure things are being followed, but two, to make sure that you pay for what you get. But, um, yeah definitely it's a it's a weird vibe i couldn't imagine just going to a business did you ever show your face like do they know who you were
0: oh yeah so you do the uh first time you meet someone you dress up all nicely and then you put the camera on and you go look uh, at me yeah look at me but look at you like where are you uh it doesn't but that's normal for them and you know then all the team gets into that habit of just cameras off don't want to see anyone Um, and you know, that's doing that and just having a clock that as soon as you click on, it's taking photos of your screen Mm. of how you're working every 10 minutes. Uh, it it puts you on edge a bit and I think the most important thing that you lose from that is the time to really connect with your team, uh, about non-work matters because that's very important to know what people are interested in, how their day going, just general questions like that, which we do if we're in an office together. Uh, But if you do it the wrong way and you don't create an environment where you can have those conversations, I think the team morale can go down quite quickly, which will decrease productivity. And overall, it won't be good for the business. Yeah.
2: It's an interesting point that you um just touched on then which is um the team building so people talk about building a business um so you know the the business that you were working in they were obviously saw people was pretty replaceable there's a process to follow we just need people to follow the process you know push the buttons which um probably it's not a well it's fine business model, but if you're building a business and you're trying to change something, you're not really including anyone else in that or building a team. So that's uh, something that um, you know I think is really good is that if you've got employees, um, oh, here's a story actually, that's probably quite relevant. Um, this is probably seven or eight years ago, there was a really good person working for a client of mine. Um, she was good at her job, did everything well, and she approached her employer and said, oh, I'd like to go to Europe for three months. Um, I've only got two weeks of leave can i please have two and a half months unpaid leave and they said no it's an inconvenience for us um you know no um so they were largely set up at the time actually to be able to do that position remotely uh, would have been probably just a tweet to her phone and whatnot maybe she wouldn't want to have done it or she might have done some hours that pr- could have worked um they said no so she said i'm 18 I don't care I'm going to go to Europe which was always going to be the answer Um, and then they lost that person from the business along with three years worth of training experience and customer relations and all that sort of stuff and then came back after Europe and got a different job Um, so it worked out fine for both of them she got another good job and they got another good employee but um, when you're going as a business we want to invest in our business, we want to invest in people, we want to have a team that get along and and help the business go forward and help the clients, then having the ability to not necessarily always work remotely, but be able to, oh, I'd like to go overseas. Um, Is that okay? Yes. um, I've got some holidays, or can I still do some work? Uh, Use your technology that's available now to actually keep working. Um, Keeps them on board. Keeps the business going forward and makes everyone happier.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I mean, because being able to offer that to your employees is is such a big asset to the business. You know, having that as part of your perks that you can offer your employees to go traveling for three, three months and work on the road um, is something re- really good. Because one of the hardest things in this day and age is to retain really good, talented staff. Uh, And I think that's what's starting to separate a few of the businesses that offer these flexible arrangements compared to ones that don't, is that they're able to cater to the lifestyle of the employees, which helps you retain uh, really great talent. And it is funny that you say that because I'm someone who's done quite a bit of travel and I remember through my travels going, oh, if only I could have a job that I could take and travel and do all this and have my work taken on the road. The only problem is, is that when I found it, was pretty much the day where I was just becoming a dad and now I'm all settled down. i got three kids, family, house, all these kind of things. So I can no longer really do it. But I think that's a really good thing for, say, people who come out of university, they may work for three years. um, You know, they're learning, always developing, keen for a career. And if you can really uh, blend that in with the travel and just those things that people do at that age, I think it's a huge win for both the business and for the employee.
2: You're spot on there, but I, I would argue your point about, you know, you can't do it anymore with the children because someone else <laughs> in our business has, what, a crew of eight driving around Australia for the last four months um, working as well with the uh, remote satellite internet. Um, happy days. you know. I think that's a bit full on, but, uh, you know, anything's possible really when you think about it.
1: <laughs> that's cool. It, there's remote work, but there's also other adaptions that you can have to the nine till five. So that might be split shifts or um, which we mentioned before the four day week um, and results only work. What, how could a small business take these on or um, what should they consider before they get started?
2: Well, there's a few questions there, but um, yeah, just being flexible, I think. If you've got the right person, you're getting the right results. It's a matter of how does that, person fit in the business and what are their requirements so oh they can't do mondays or they they want to spend more time with their families they've got a new hobby um can i do my work in these hours rather than these ones um it's about being flexible and the other side of that is that you can you can agree certain things, but you just want to make sure you stay stay in line with workplace law as well, especially in Australia. Um, there's there's rules and regulations, so it's making sure that there's a good agreement between the two parties that that everyone's happy with, and it's it's mutually agreed, not sort of coerced onto someone. Um, so that means it's um, employee wants it. It's been agreed, not the business would like you to work from 6 o'clock at night till 10 o'clock at night so we're available for our customers when they get home from work and and hit social media. Um, You don't want to do it whatsoever, but we're going to make you do that and then you've got to rock up 4 o'clock in the morning as well. Um, So you've got a bit of a fine line. But um, I think there's lots of different options. So there's results-only work, which is, hey, we'll pay you to do a certain task um, when that task is complete, which um, with employment law, that's a little bit tricky unless you're playing – Paying well above award because you've got to guarantee certain pays to people. So if they're not hitting their targets and they're not doing enough work, they're not getting paid enough, and then you're basically underpaying them, um, which is a different problem. Um, but split shifts, yeah, it's definitely just fitting in the hours and what what the need of the business is. Um, I think there's two nothing really new yeah, there. I... Um,
1: but I guess the, the remote work or the four-day week or those sort of things don't necessarily mean that your employees have to be out of the office the entire week. I mean, um, one example is let's just say I was in an office with you guys Wednesday afternoons. I'm out on the golf course, but I can still work from the golf course. I'm still answering emails and taking phone calls and those sort of things. So it's like, yes, it doubles it as networking, but, um, I'm still working that afternoon. I might not be in the office at that point in time present, but things are still happening. So there's those alternatives as well.
2: Yeah, it would be interesting. Uh, the people will listen to that and go, well, she's playing golf. She's not working. Um, she's available to work when someone requests her, but she's not taking a swing while she's on, or she's processing some numbers or anything like that. Um, so yeah. probably clarify that a little bit, but um and you know, use my case for example, my phone rings randomly all the time. Um, so most of my clients that were ring out of hours or anything like that, um, you know, you get guidelines and and it's finding that relationship with your 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 customer. Um, but. When I had to work nine to five for someone, I would sit at my desk sometimes going, gee, I don't really have too much to do right now. It's been a quiet day. Like I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs. This is a complete waste of my time. I could be doing this, I could be doing this. I could be playing golf. I didn't play golf then. I'm still no good at it. But you know know what I'm saying. Whereas with the sort of the remote, the flexible type work is that, hey, well, I can be available at these times while I'm doing these other things, then the flip side to that is that sometimes you you might not have wanted to be available before, but you would do a little bit of work because it sort of balances itself out and overall for the week, you find that you can do a whole lot more. Um, an example would be if you drive to a meeting with a client, you've got some travel there, and then you drive back, you drive past the supermarket and you're like, oh, I'm on the clock now, I'll go back to the office. Where later you've got to go back to the supermarket, then back home, whereas the flexible style is that you would hit the supermarket on the way home, then go to work and you can deal with the work after, um, which just saves you a good half an hour out
0: of your day. Yeah, yeah. good way of saying. It. and I still remember my first day working with uh, the wonderful at business abundance. Uh, being two hours ahead here, I thought eight thirty <laughs> in the morning. I'll oh, just quietly stroll on in online log in and sort of take my time get familiar with things because it'll be 6 30 a.m where uh, you guys are based and yet people were online at that time of the morning chatting getting started with their day and not because that they had to or feel that they had to but because it suited them it suited them to be on at 6 37 a.m take a Break around eight thirty, drop the kids off at school, go do a few other things, come back, and that's really the beauty of it is that you know people are ready to go at other times, people are night hours, people like to stay up a bit later, uh, and it just caters for all that. It caters to the individual more than just being structuring everyone's routine into the nine to five workplace philosophy.
2: Yeah, and you definitely can't so this- make it work in all industries. Um, some do have certain. Sorry, Z.
1: No, you're fine. You're fine. I um, I was just going to say that this is attractive for employees, but how does a business owner benefit?
2: So it's a, it's attractive for for employees, but it's more attractive, I would say, for business owners. Um, so you've got to you've got to be able to manage the people. You've got to be able to make sure your work's going. But for for a lot of businesses, if you if you don't have systems and processes or ways to know if things are going well or wrong, you've got some business issues to fix. Um, but if you can see that, then it's just a management issue of if people aren't performing, then then having something happen with them. Um, if people are performing, it's good. Why is it good for the business? Happy employees. There's reasons for people to stay. There's there's um, there's the whole. Oh, I'm really good at what I'm do, but I'd like to be my own boss and have holidays when I want and drop the kids off at school. And I just can't do that here, so I'll go work for myself. Um, well, that aspect's definitely gone because they, they do get all those benefits without the stress of running their own business. Um, but you know, like a direct one, we can we can attest to um, recruiting accountants in Australia is really hard. Most accounting firms will say they can't get any applicants or any good ones, and, and we have a huge amount of applicants when we put an ad up, and they're mainly good quality. And the, the difference is that we're saying, hey, you're you're remote. You, we operate business hours, um, but um once you're up and running you can basically pick when you work as long as you're doing your job we don't care um and that's their choice it's not ours we're not saying go work nights or we're not encouraging it even we're just saying your work is this um, get it done and if it suits them to be to adjust it and um most employees say it's it's oh i just wanted to go to school and watch my kids but in my old office i was allowed to do that but when i walked back in all the eyes were on me And it didn't feel like I was allowed. Um, So it's the whole fact that if you've got that culture, then you get these really good people that are great at what they do that just want to do a good job. They want to be rewarded for doing a good job, not for sitting at a desk doing nothing all day or whatever, getting paid the same as the numpty next to them. So if you have a really good setup, you keep it flexible, you should be able to attract really good people. And that's great for your business. The second part is, um, like in our case, Jake's in um, New Zealand, and and most of us are based in, in Australia. um, He was the person we thought was right for the job. Um, There's no reason why he couldn't be part of the team. It's the same as anyone else. um, So we can get him on board, which the benefit uh, the business benefits from just for that so yeah it sounds great for the employees but that's probably more looking at from a point you would have heard the quiet quitting or people working from home and they've got the thing just pushing the keyboard every one minute whatever to make sure the shows are online but you know that's just an, a business that doesn't know what people are doing and doesn't look at what the clients are getting and and uh manage that the the upside's much better so how
1: would a business owner? Um, change from their standard nine-to-five to something like remote work or change the way that uh, employees can work within the business?
0: Yeah, so in terms of changing and jumping in and, well, do I say jumping in or treading carefully and uh, moving (laughs) slowly towards it? I mean, the first thing is, If you're, let's say you're working in an office environment already and you want to extend that to even be semi-flexible, let's say fully flexible, it's probably just taking, working in stages, making sure that you test it in your own environment where you are at the moment, just get the right tools in place, I'd say is number one. Uh, What I can recommend is have a solid uh, communication tool to communicate with team members. Uh, We use Microsoft Teams here. I know that Slack's another alternative, Uh, Google Hangouts, whatever your preferred platform is, uh, you know, just start to communicate with the whole team using that. Uh, This doesn't replace email. It just creates more transparency across the team, having certain channels, communicating with multiple people. It's just an easier way to keep track of the history. Uh, And then a project management tool is equally as important. I mean, I can only speak for, say, the marketing side of things, but being able to have an environment where you can go online, work with your team through big projects and break them down into uh, individual tasks, communicate solely on that task and bring that from in progress through to if it's stuck in the works, you put it in stuck right through to completed. So you're always working on individual tasks moving forward. Uh, And like we are right now, uh, just know what you're going to be using to hold calls and team meetings um, so people can see your face. See your face, as I say, is very important. Uh, (laughs) It was always distressing not seeing people's faces. Uh, Not all the time, but, you know, just once in a while, uh, people can hear your voice, but I'd say if you're wanting to start to move into that environment, just start. Start by getting the right tools. Have a Allow your staff members to work from home maybe two days a week to start with if you're a bit cautious, uh, but use those tools and you'll see how it starts to work into your everyday work life. And I'd say as a business owner, as Rowan's already pointed out, it's it doesn't just give your employees the flexibility. It gives you, as a business owner, the flexibility to go away with your family and not lose track of what's going on or feeling uh, not in control of your business as you can stay across your business overseas in micro chunks, which I'd recommend. Uh, so that would be my advice for starting small.
2: Yeah, some great tips there, Jay. <laughs> um the one thing i would would add is that if you're going to offer it to people offer it to everyone um, because there's nothing going to devastate a team environment more than uh, some people getting preferential treatment to work from home and and not others Uh, definitely make sure that whatever you choose to just put across the board that works for everyone most of the things that jake mentioned there uh, basically are things that most businesses should have anyway so the the example could be in a lot of businesses, you have six people processing payroll as an example, and they spend probably the first three hours of every day chatting to each other about what's gone wrong, what's gone right and who's who did what last night and what do we eat for breakfast. Um and causing general chaos in the office every time they're bored because there's two days a fortnight they're not pro- processing payroll. Um so when you've actually got some processes in place and some accountability and some transparency, if you had that as a business, you probably wouldn't have needed the six people on payroll. You might have only need four. Um, so uh, it sort of forces you by having these tools to have a much better picture of what's going on in your business.
1: That's cool. We have resources um, and also the support services. So uh, if a business owner was saying, well, I don't have the IT to uh, even facilitate that, then... We've got IT services that are able to set up remote work and provide remote IT services or um, support. There's um, resources in our knowledge centre that you can access to just see how you can develop your uh, team remotely or how you can better communicate. There's a tonne of different resources, and particularly because remote work is becoming so popular um, there's, there's resources all over the internet, but if you are looking for those resources, head over to our website at www.businessabundance.online. Um, just want to say thanks for joining us, Jake. And thank you again, Rowan. We will wrap it up here and see you next time.
0: See ya.